Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who's rapping? Overkeen. Dragons are not overkeen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shell flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in one hand and a magic spell in the other. I'm the last of the dragonborn. There's no other, my brother, so run for cover. If you've got scales, then I'm on your tail. Welcome to the 18th edition and the fifth episode of season three of a Skyrim Addict podcast roundtable. Welcome, everybody. This is Season 3, The Civil War. We are the show who compares and contrasts Skyrim experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing through the same quest with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Colin. We are joined this week again by Colin and Victor, our two steadfast dwarven automaton gentlemen. (laughs) Do we really have to be lively? <laughs> no, you, you can be as dead as you want. Okay, all right, good. And uh, so, gentlemen, things going well? Yeah. Colin just strolled in from work. You have a good day, Colin? Yeah, I, uh, I managed to get a, a cab, so I got home a little earlier and managed to net, get myself some food before, just before we started. So uh, we, could have, we could have uh, held off the start a little bit longer. You didn't have to pay for a cab how much more expensive is a cab than your train ride usual was it uh, significant yeah it's probably 15 quid i think that is nothing to shake a stick at sure i wanted to get home anyway the longer i stay at work the more depressed i get (laughs) well thanks for your sacrifice and dedication to the show indeed always appreciate you being here sir and victor how are you today, sir? Good. Had a reasonably quiet day. Did some laundry, did some shopping, had a nap, played with the kitty. That's about it. <laughs> what does your playing with the kitty entail? A, uh, oh, he likes one to of play. those little fishing line type toys, or? Oh no, it's much more, uh, uh, much Laser more involved. Pen. Well, he's he's a teenager, you know, so there will be blood. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, he likes to play rough. He likes to this play chase chase the kitty. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he likes to be chased around the house. So oh, good. We do that. He likes to play hide and seek. Good fun. So, yeah, he's a good cat. I just read an interesting so. article about cats and boxes and how it's you know evolutionarily um, drummed into their DNA that all cats like boxes, even if lions, if you put a refrigerator box out for lions, they'll still sit in it like a house cat will. Oh yeah. Well, they like to get inside things. I, he likes to yeah. get under covers. He'll yeah, bags. He loves to get get inside bags and things and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything he can crawl inside cabinets. Yeah, Christmas time around our house, we have two cats, and you can't leave your gift bags out because your presents will be scattered on the floor and have cat hair all over them. Oh yeah, yeah. The cats will dump out your stuff and then crawl in ass first into the Christmas bags. Yep. Yep. They love that stuff. 
Okay, well, uh, we'll just go ahead and do some introductions for any new listeners out there, and we appreciate everyone tuning in. So, um, my name is Andrew, and I'm from just north of Indianapolis, Indiana, and my character's name is Geldir Borwin, and up to this point, she has been an archer. She is a female wood elf. With uh, archery level of 100, alteration 100, and alchemy uh, is either at 99 or 100. I, I forget. It's been a, been a little bit since I actually got a chance to play. Uh, but Geldir is, uh, yeah, like I said, a level 100 in archery, and I, that's why I said up to this point, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. So um, we'll just go ahead and pass it on to Colin. Colin, would you like to give us a little intro? Yeah, hi, my name's Colin. I'm talking, calling in from Essex in England. I have my character's name is Jonaria Arkvalen. Uh, she is a Dunmer, uh, specialising in smithing, um, destruction magic, and sneak. Uh, she's a hundred in all three of those, as well as illusion, and that's about it. Um, she is uh, currently just finished off the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild quests, which was quite a long haul, doing them both at the same time. Hmm. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah, the, when you say you completed the Thieves Guild quest, do you do all the the Radiant City, like fishing and numbers jobs or whatever those are, where they send yeah. you off? Yeah, I've done all those. So I've got all the uh, the merchants in the. Uh, in the flagon now, and uh, I've got the Amulet of Articulation and got the Head of the Thieves Guild, so they give me half a cut of all they make. <laughs> Did you bother with the, the Stones of Baron Zaya on this playthrough? Uh, I've got 12 so far, but I'm, I don't like to... There's a, a mod you can get where it can put uh, markers on where all they are, or you can actually look <laughs> on the UASP and tell you where they are, but I don't like doing that, but... So that's why I only have 12. I might do it, but it depends on whether we carry on with this character into the second series or not. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, where do you find those? They're just kind of like in all the Jarl's quarters and sometimes like weird bosses' chambers, like any any faction you go to. I know there's, I think there's one like over at the Dark Brotherhood, the, yeah. the original sanctuary. Uh, is there one in uh, the Emperor's quarters on his ship when you go to kill him for the Dark Brotherhood too? Uh, I don't know. I but anyway, there's like in, in Jarl's quarters. Sometimes you'll find them there. Um, you don't really find them in dungeons so much, though, do you? Oh yeah, there is. Several yeah, there's several in there. There's one in okay. um, you know the guy who's diddling the dead girls. I think yep. he has his room, and then you've got. Um, was it the the one that you based your character on, Victor? That was her. She was his aunt, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And is it Anselvand? I can't, I can't Anselvand, remember. Anselvand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. My, that was one of my early alts. Uh, um, can't remember his name now. <laughs> oh, Will, Willem, Willem Alskaven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Lua Alskaven. That's Lua it. She's because yeah. her uh, her husband yeah. was killed by the Stormcrocks or something like that. Right. She went nuts. Yeah. Yep. There's one in there. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're just kind of all over the place. So I I did them once, and I remember I got I don't know maybe 
17 or 18 of them before I had to look up the locations of the last few, but that means you have to remember, oh, did I already get the <laughs> one that was here? And so you end up going back to places you've already been a hundred times and just to double check to be sure you got that one or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've, I've totally avoided picking those things up. <laughs> yeah, plus, so uh, when the, when the game um, first came out, they weren't nailed down. You know how you can't knock them over, you can't move them, on, you can only pick them up. Uh-huh. When, the first, when the first game came out, when the game first came out, they weren't nailed down, so they yeah. could get knocked behind cabinets or so threw a dom into the corner. Yeah, so we kind of messed up here. We better fix that. <laughs> yeah, they, they call that havoc. The, their physics engine. Yeah, they, they were they they were havoc enabled. Yeah, that's pretty weird. So thank you for um, joining us today, Colin. And Victor, would you like to tell us a little bit about your current character that you're playing right now? Sure. I'm Victor. I'm calling in from Western Massachusetts. Uh, my character is Faldir Wintermain. He is specializing in pickpocket, block, and conjuration. And I forgot to check all my stats before I popped on today. I think his, he's only right, – right now he's level 33 because I'm playing him in my usual sort of uh, – methodical or picky way um so uh i think conjuration is now at about 40 something uh pickpocket's pretty high um and i can explain part of that later it has to do with one of the mods i'm using um and block is in the 50s or 60s somewhere like that he's uh um he's supposed to be doing companions he hasn't quite really started the companions yet uh, but he's working his way up to it. We, he did start the Thieves Guild because of the pickpocket um, requirement. So we've been doing we've been doing a lot of fishing jobs, um, and uh, that's why his pickpocket is up, among other things. Um, and I guess that's about it. Very nice. Uh, my Geldir Borwin character is about. I'd say probably level 54, 55, somewhere in there. I got all the way up to level 50, and just using the three main um, attributes we're assigned with archery, alchemy, and alteration. But uh, I found that after you get those up, then you kind of stop leveling unless you switch to other um, you know, fields and start using those exclusively. And I've also found that this is probably the wrong way to go about playing the, you know, Skyrim, there's no real wrong way to play the game, but if you're going to do what I've been doing, it kind of makes it really hard. Um, As you level up, you know, I'm already up to past level 50, have the archery at 100 alchemy and alteration. So I'm like, okay, if I want to keep leveling up, keep earning those points of experience, then I'll switch over to, I decided to go with one handed, and a shield. So I was going to concentrate on one-handed and blocking. We're going to be and uh, conjuration. And so when I switch over to those, you know, I'm already a level above 50. That means the world around me, for the most part, has leveled up as well, meaning the enemies are harder. And so I switch over to a new skill, one-handed, which hasn't gotten any experience at all yet. And so therefore, my one-handed sucks, and I'm going up against these leveled opponents. 
And so I'm glad I have a whole like warring band with me going into these dungeons, just because if I was going up one handed with the, you know, the, the Draugr overlords and stuff that I'm saying, like I, I really wouldn't be able to last long or I don't know, just come up with a, or have to bump my difficulty level down because I'm up on master and it's just really difficult with almost no experience with one hand going up against level 50 Draugr and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So I have started to switch over to um, one-handed and blocking and conjuration to get uh, some other stuff going up. And once I get those up higher, maybe maybe I won't try to get those to 100 before I switch over to uh, more, you know, uh, different skills just because, you know, then those guys will just level up even more. And yeah. I can see the skills. gleam in your eye. You want to get to two-handed again, don't you? I, you want to get you know, I do. It's... <laughs> but, you know, this archery actually has been pretty sweet. Um, I do find myself when wearing a really hard pinch and a trap deep in a dungeon, and my save file only lets me go forward. Uh, if I go backwards, it's just going to be bad. And, you know, I'm against the, the final boss in a dungeon or whatever, and we're just all getting our asses handed to me. I've got Verilus from the, um, oh, man, what is that Daedric quest where you have to, the you feed the guy. Yeah, you bring Verilus to the cave where all the um, people want to eat him. God, Oh, that's oh, the, the, Namira, the Namira quest. Taste, a taste of death? Is that what it's yeah. called, yeah. maybe? Yeah. yeah, so I've got him with me, and I've got Stenvar still, who's a hired hand from, uh, I believe I picked him up in Winterhold, if I'm not mistaken. And I've got uh, Vigilance, the dog, and, you know, Verilus takes, a, like, one hit or two, and then he takes a knee. He's he's not <laughs> powerful, but he is good to have something pay attention to him. You know, you you pay attention to Verilis and the dog, and Stenvar and I will take care of the rest of the people. But it's really good to have those guys around because you know the bad guys can take care of them, and I'll and I'll step back as far as I can in the room and uh, bust out my bound bow. It's what I find myself doing in uh, sticky situations still because yeah, it's at one hundred, so it, it it's really kick ass. Yeah, I just got the bound bow. Uh few days ago so i've been using that to level up my conjuration a little more because i was using yeah. my my avenging wraith spell quite a bit and uh but uh and she she levels with with the player too so she's and she uh i think of her as a she i, I don't know if it is or not but it's a wraith. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but uh but the bound bow is great yeah it's a lot of it's uh it's good so i'm a fan so colin how's, how's your bound bow uh, I haven't used it. I haven't got the spell yet. I yeah. um, I have switched to. I've switched to um, one-handed. I'm currently level sixty-two, I think. Oh, nice. Um, the I'm using one-handed, and I just thought I wanted to get back into melee because I was getting a little bit bored of the magic because it was a bit overpowered, as I was saying. Yeah. So I wanted to get into yeah. a bit of melee, so I went with one-handed. And uh, ew, light armor, <laughs> and um, yeah, I put um, was it five points into the light armor tree and um, seven points into the one handed, and um, now she can't die, um, unless she's going up against 
um, was it? Because I really, really thought that there was no challenge that she'd be able to come up against anymore. She was just going to be uproot the character, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, all the immersive creatures came out of nowhere and slapped me right in the chops <laughs> with some serious bad guys that just absolutely owned me. Hmm. Um, like what? Like, um, Sorry, you know, blood, uh, Bloodlet Throne. The um, the master vampire in Bloodlet Throne? Yeah. He absolutely owned me. Like, one-shotted me. <laughs> I, I'm on le- Legendary, but she's got light armor with all the perks in it and up to Legendary. She's got an armor rating of, with a shield, almost 800, I think. Oh, wow. Um, she's got a, was it, um, a, uh, like a, something that's equivalent to a dragon bone sword with, um, was it five points? Uh, and there's sort of like, you know, the bonus for decapitation and everything like that. Um, then I went up against, um, was it the Briar Heart at, um, where's the one where you get the armor for the old, um, uh, the ancient, uh, Dark Brotherhood assassin. Um, oh yeah, the Tags End. Yeah. Yeah. And I went up against the Briarheart. Deepwood Redoubt, I think, is And I went up against him, and he was the melee one, you know, with the dual wield. Oh yeah. Just the flip spins. I had to go back to Magicka, uh, to Magic, to fight him with Destruction Magic. It took me three. I hit double hit him. Uh, sorry, dual cast weakness to fire at him, and then used um, a firestorm on him. And it took me to do firestorm three times. Oh, kill him! And wow. um, do you have a follower, just, Colin? Um, I did at that point. Who was I using? Was do you have Cicero yet? I have Cicero. It was Cicero. It was Cicero, yes. Oh, uh, by the way, I need a new um, spouse because Gorbash <laughs> is dead. Spouse? <laughs> yeah, Gorbash was my spouse, but we didn't. Uh, we had him because uh, I had to get Cicero, so I was going through the Dark Brotherhood. So I had Gorbash as my follower because he needed a follower and a spouse. Um, so I, I, but I didn't get married to him straight away. We were just like mess, like traveling around. Uh, going from place to place and stuff like I used him as a follower, but never done the conversation where we went to get married. Oh, uh, okay. Then he died when went up against um, what was it a mechanical dwarven dragon? A, um, what? Uh, was it? A, Does it exist? Is that a uh... deadly dragons? Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it? A, oh, but it's actually like an automaton type dragon. That's dragon, awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah it That's was cool. weird because I got a soul out of it as well, which was weird. It was a, um, and so the biggest grand soul gem you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, was it? So it was a dual mechanical dragon, a oh, was it a berserker giant, an elder berserker giant, and a mammoth. And uh, he got stuck in the middle of that. What, the mammoth didn't have any special tags or anything? No, no, just a normal... uh, The the mammoth was the only one to survive. (laughs) There was only me and the mammoth left. And we just sort of, like, you know, backed up, stared at each other, tipped our hats, and then walked in opposite directions. (laughs) After I looted everything off of Gorbash's um, corpse, of course. Just start whistling and stepping backwards. (laughs) Hopefully they don't follow you. Oh, man. I picked a name for you if you really want a new spouse here, Colin. 
Uh, go for it. Uh, is it Terry or Tari? T A A R I E. Are you familiar with this person? Uh, Tari. Nope. No, not that I know of. Tari is an Altmer tailor living in solitude. She runs a tailor shop called <laughs> Radiant Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> God, I didn't know she was. Uh... Uh, I didn't know that. I, I thought, yeah, I didn't know. There's no way you can sweet talk that bitch, right? Come on. <laughs> Which one is it? She's the one that gives you the clothes, or is she's the one behind the counter? She's the one that wanders around the city. It says, of the two sisters, Terry is the friendlier, though still critical of your tire. Uh, your attire. Both sisters share the same merchant inventory and gold, so there is no need to deal with Indari's rough personality in order to buy and sell radiant raiment, unless Tari has stepped out. So, Tari, you've got at least you got the nicer of the two. I put nothing into speech though. If I put like you know get the merchant perk or the investment perk, the investor perk, then they become really nice to you. But I've got no perks to put into speech. I'll have to <laughs> suffer it. Yes. <laughs> well, do you accept her as your spouse? Yeah, we'll go okay. for it. No idea how it's going to work into the story, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I've got a weird part of the story when we get to our. Our quest. Do you do you have any guesses to what my problem with fitting it into the storyline would be with the quest we're assigned today? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, did you? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd done that in my video, <laughs> but luckily I had um, Cicero and I just finished the Dark Brotherhood, so I could uh, I could marry it up and sort of you know the, the conclusion was quite good. Okay, well we'll get into that in a little bit here then. Um, so yeah. Let's see. You guys have anything else before we launch into our assigned quests? No. All right. Let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, this week we'll be discussing quests 22 through 27. So we had a full rack of quests this week. We'll be starting with rescue from Fort Kostov for the Imperials or a battle for Fort Snowhawk for the Stormcloaks. We'll be discussing 23, the blessings of nature. 24, in my time of need. And these are the White Run city quests. Uh, 25 is missing in action. And then we get out of White Run a little bit. Oh, no. We have one more. We have. Uh, no, this is out of White Run. We do Kind's Trials. And then we do Lost to the Ages. So those will be the quests we'll discuss today. We'll go ahead and start with uh, number 22 Rescue from Fort Kostov for the Imperial side. And we didn't identify what we each are. Um, I am an Imperial. Uh, Colin, you are also an Imperial, if I remember correctly. And yes, sir. Victor is a true son of Skyrim. The uh, evil Stormcloak side. <laughs> <laughs> true son of Skyrim. douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll go ahead and start with Colin. And can you explain the rescue from Fort Kostov? Yeah, uh, the rescue of Fort Kostov is that you... Um, you go to Ritka, and she says that um, uh, there's some enemy, there's some troops, some Imperial troops being held at Fort Kastav, but she's going to use that to her advantage and use you, seeing as you're so skilled, to uh, break into Fort Kastav and um, sort of like destroy, basically, the, the like take over the fort from the inside out. So you travel to... Um, Forecaster, which is just um, north of um, Windhelm, 
uh, near sort of like a forgotten cave or something like that. Um, so when you go, get there, Hadvar is waiting for you, and here's the idea that there's a little trap door just outside covered in snow. And um, once you get in there, if you sneak up and get inside, you can release the prisoners and then attack all the people um, inside the fort coming out, and then he'll meet you outside. And once the fighting starts, then you take over the fort. Um, the only problem is that mine completely bugged, and we came outside, and none of the storm cloaks fought. They just stood there looking at us. Oh no! So I, I murdered them all while they were all standing there, going, "Hey, how are you? Hi, very well, great." Oh! Then I reloaded, uh, and done it again, and then the same thing happened again. Really? Oh no! Yeah, but it still so... let you kill them and and pass the. Yeah, yeah. I went going complete the quest without using the the console commands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. completed the quest. They just, they just didn't fight. All the, the Imperials came out, all the Stormcloaks came out. They all stood there looking at each other and didn't start fighting. I thought well, maybe... it was like a no-man's incident. I thought they were going to bust out a football and start playing. Maybe they thought you would show mercy and you know put them in some shackles and take them prisoner and let them live. But Nope. Colin, no, no, just ruthless. Yeah, murdered them all. Attaboy. Yep. That's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, there's uh, Fort Kostov's just directly northwest of Windhelm uh, there. Uh, if you go to the Night Gate Inn and just sort of head up the path uh, northeast from the Night Gate Inn, just go up the path, you'll run directly into the fort there. And yeah, just sneak in, help the prisoners escape, and then they load up with uh, armor and weapons, and then they help you bust the fort down from the inside out. Um, did you get a special uh, reward after this quest? Did you? Yeah, I got some special armor, and then got told you are now promoted to the rank of legate. So yes. you and uh, Rick are on the same level from now on. Yeah, so. she can't boss you around anymore. Yeah, that's it, sassy bitch. <laughs> Was your armor worthwhile that Tullius gave you? Um, my one was witch plate armor, so Ooh, at the level I was, so it, it wasn't no. So it was, but I um when I because my smithing is one of my things, I invested a perk in in all of them, so I've got everything. So I've got all up the light side and up the heavy side, so I can make oh, nice. any armor that that can be made in the game. So do you have a mod that will get you stuff that's cooler or higher powered or more interesting than like dragon plate and dragon scale? Yeah, the ones I've, I've got um, Eben uh, was it Eben Steel, which is ebony with steel and dragon bones. It's, it look it's really good. Uh, was it the helmet she wears? Is like the Droga Deathlord helmet. You know the one with the two horns coming out of the top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's classed as light armor, uh, and it's like uh, the the armor she's wearing is is like drag. <laughs> It's made of dragon bones, but it's also light armor. It looks slightly different to the dragon scale. So it's mm-hmm. equivalent to dragon scale, um, but it looks slightly different. I like it. It's a, a little bit cooler than than the um, the normal one. Yeah. Do you have a just a favorite overall armor in the game? Just looks wise, maybe not functionality wise, but uh, just from aesthetics. Um, I still like the original ebony. Ebony. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, the original from the uh, Xbox. I still mm-hmm. like that. I, the uh, if you go into the modded um, 
uh, sort of like a one that I've got where I can make them all. There's got this ebony that's with silver trim, and you got ebony Ooh. with uh, gold trim. Oh, nice. I still prefer the original, original ebony. Um, you got the ebony mail as well, which is quite good. It's got the the shoulder pieces are slightly different, and uh, you got the neck is covered, mm-hmm. I think. But um, yeah, no, I quite like it. Yeah, I always thought the the one you get from the Boethia quest had a really cool shoulder line to it. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the ebony mail. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> nice, nice looking set of line. Yeah. All right, well, that's a, a good wrap-up of Fort Kostov. It's there. We're marching slowly but surely. We will end up at Windhelm uh, precisely next episode. So keep your watch out. That was our last uh, Imperial Civil War quest for the evening, so we'll get into the last um, Stormcloak Yes, quest. now that we've heard from the uh, shells of the Thalmor. Uh, <laughs> uh, my wife Garner. might have something to say about that, sir. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Fort Snowhawk is on the road between Morthal and Dragonbridge, basically, I guess. It's right near Miko's shack. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's just a simple, you know, storm the fort, kill the, kill the Imperials. Pretty much, um, you go to Galmar. Who I have decided now, Galmar sounds like Grover from Sesame Street. He's got, this, <laughs> he's got the same raspy sort of raspy, and the accent is about the same. It's just he's so every time I listen to him, he makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we just and I had who did I have with me for this one? We took um, <clears throat> Belrand. Uh, I know you love Belrand, Colin, um, and uh, um, I had Iona. <clears throat> And I had, I had Miko with me, but he was driving me crazy, so I sent him back to his little shack for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I also had a one of the uh, interesting NPCs, uh, whose name is Amelie. I I got her just because I love the name <laughs> and love the movie. Um, and so, uh, although they spell it different, two e's instead of an i e. Um, but then she kind of bugged out. I've been having an issue with, uh, I think. I think interesting NPCs and amazing follower tweaks don't like each other too much because in two separate profiles, uh, two separate games that I've been playing another uh, playthrough, uh, the same thing happened where I would tell because amazing follower tweaks allows you to um, dismiss a follower but to have them stay where where you dismiss them. So if you're in your house or something like that, they won't go back to their original location; they'll stay there. And both times I've tried this, and once it's done, you can't get them back. They just hang out where you left them, and they won't. There's no more. They won't um, follow you again. Well, yeah, there's no more dialogue option to have them follow you, so uh, it just disappears. So I lost Emily. She's now at Honeyside, and you know, just hanging out in the basement at Honeyside. So that's fine. Well, at least she's there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is, I'm afraid she's part of. uh, See, interesting NPCs is a huge quest mod. It just, it's just tons and tons of little tiny side quests and a few pretty big quests. And I think she's part of one of the bigger quests. So I'm, I, I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to do that now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so we just all went in and killed all the, uh, the filthy Imperials and, and that was it. There's nothing really good in Fort Snowhawk. It's the same as most of these forts. They don't really contain any good loot to speak of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly, I forgot to go back to Galmar uh, afterwards. So, 
uh, I don't even know because you know they 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 start calling you different names instead of legate and going up the 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 chain of command in, in the imperial army they they give you new names I don't know what I'm called Iron Butt now or something I don't know but <laughs> traitor. So, <laughs> traitor yeah, yeah, yeah. Mister Traitor to you um, <laughs> so. Uh, but I don't know. So anyway, I forgot to go back to see Galmar. But that was my that was my that's my report on Fort Snowhawk. Very nice. Yeah, those uh, Fort Quests are generally just kind of you know run in, kill everyone, run out. Congratulations. Yeah. Let's yep. move on to the next one. I was on my way to another one of the quests that we're doing tonight, so I just ran out and headed for that. So nice. Um, on general Skyrim discussion pages and stuff, I've run across on the internet a lot of people have said that the Civil War quest is, you know, one of their favorites. It's all flushed out really nicely. And I just think that a lot of these quests are just kind of like wash, rinse, repeat type type quests. You know what I mean? I, I think the, the Dragon quest line was much more flushed out with, with storylines and characters and involvement and, you know, crisscrossing trails of this and that, you know. But the... Uh, you, do you guys... Are you liking the? I mean, I know you've played through it before many times, but uh, the Civil War quest. Do you think it holds up with as as you know as good as the other, like the the Dragonborn or just the normal Dragon main quest one? I like it. Uh, I I don't know. I wouldn't say I like it better, but I I think I probably play it more often. Uh, I think in my in all my playthroughs and. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours of playing Skyrim. I, I've really you only just gone... thousands at this point. It's over a thousand now, yes. Uh, <laughs> I've I've only played the 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 the, uh, the main quest line through twice. Uh, once for the round table and once mm-hmm. my original playthrough on the three sixty and that's and that's it. So um, I don't know. I, I like doing the Civil War. It's, yeah, it, feel, it feels more part of the part of the world. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's I, I I come across those sentiments so often online, and I I don't know if I just think dragons are cooler or yeah, I don't think it's better. Up. I just think it's yeah. I like playing it more. Yeah. Like I said, I feel more part of the world when I'm playing the Civil War quest. It's mm-hmm. you know, it is a fantasy world regardless, but but it just yeah. feels more. I'm trying not to use the word immersive. <laughs> uh, what about you, Colin? What do you think? Um, well, playing this character, going with the magic and things like that, and then starting off with the Civil War, I found out that I like being the hero. And hmm. I don't like being... Uh, I, although there's many different ways of playing the game, and I've played it many different ways with many different characters, I don't like being sneaky and using uh, archery or using illusion magic or any type of magic when it comes down to like having loads of fun i like running through the front gate sword in one hand shield in another or a warhammer completely decked out in real tough armor so i can take a hit from like 30 or 40 different enemies while i'm slashing them down that's what i like that's what that's the, where I have the most fun, where, where I'm dying like 30 times because, <laughs> you know, I'm going in there, I haven't got enough potions on me, and there's enemies coming all over the place, hitting me with some with fire, some with arrows, some with swords, and I'm just there with a sword and a shield, all with a big two-handed warhammer, and that's where I have the most fun. And that's mainly what the um, Civil War is about, running into forts yeah. with a big-ass weapon, scaring the living crap out of the enemy, and 
hacking loads of soldiers to pieces. Now, that's where I had some of my most fun. When I was going up and doing the forts with magic, I wasn't having that much fun, especially when I was get, kept on taken out by filthy archers. <laughs> but, um, when I went in the, the last fort, uh, I went in there and I was still using the destruction magic. I had the sword in the right hand and a spell in the left. And I had all my hotkeys um, just with spells just for the left hand. So I'd permanently have I have was it have these new alteration spells which works as a power. So you hit the shout button, and it uses it imbues the sword with different types of power. So you know how you have the shout where it imbues the um, elemental fury, so the sword swings faster. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's how it works. But it will imbue it with um, a fire spell, oh. or with stamina drain. Uh, absorb health, absorb magicka, uh, soul trap. It's got. Uh, you can choose all these different. So I got all, all of them now, and you can That's choose cool. all the different ones, and you imbue the sword with that special power of what we wanted to do. So it's and, like you're uh, you're enchanting the sword almost for every single time. Because if you press more than once, it's it's uh, it comes up and it says your sword is already enchanted. You can't enchant it again. So, hmm. but all you have to do is you have to put it back in its uh, sheath pull it back out again, and then you can pick another one and enchant it with something else. That's pretty cool. Yeah, or uh, per- Perkus Maximus has uh, several uh, perks that do similar things uh, with bows. You can you can use one of your, the powers button to to uh, give the bow uh, either you know shock or flame or or frost uh, when you shoot the arrows. It'll uh, and it does. I think it has similar perks for one-handed and two-handed as well. But there's, I haven't, I haven't taken any of those yet. Yeah, yeah so. this one was in the um, the, the spell section, and um, was it grows in effect uh, the higher my alteration magic gets. Mm. And my destruction was was already a hundred when I was using it, and when I was enchanting it, it was putting thirty uh, points of fire damage on. Well, and that's when I was very low leveled at alteration. I'm still only like 30 or 40, and it's doing 30 points of fire damage. So hmm. I have no idea what that's going to increase to once <laughs> I get into the yeah. 80s, 90s, and things like that. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Do you ever visit your last season's characters? Um, no, I've been I've not like putting hundreds of hours in on uh, New Vegas recently. I'm really loving the the character I'm playing at the moment. So nice. Yeah, I, I went back and uh, just ran around with Slythe the other day, just just for yeah. fun. I didn't do anything. Just sort of went back into the game and 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 ran around with him. Uh, but I've been playing my other my my uh, my Red Guard, Imitat. Ooh, good name. What's Imitat Al Noob? I'm a total noob. Uh, I'm a total. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Al apostrophe N O O B. And he spells his and he pronounces his first name Imitat, not I'm a total. But he's good actually, and I'm playing him completely uh, vanilla in terms of perks and stuff like that. And uh, honestly, it's funny I haven't played that in quite some time because I'm usually mostly using combat mods and I have to say it's like it it's a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing on master with with him and and it's it's I'm not it's not taking much. The, I guess I'm so used to playing with these sort of rugged combat mods that just 
kill you instantly. <laughs> yeah, so, none of that stagger. Yeah, no stagger. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, well, uh, we can get into it when we do uh, the uh, uh, missing in action. But I was I was just getting murdered on that one. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Well, we'll go ahead and get into um, the blessings of nature. We'll get into our White Run City quests now. So the next, I think three maybe, take place. Yeah, the next three quests take place. Uh, s- s- you know, at least around White Run in some fashion or another. So we'll go ahead and start with the blessings of nature. Um, so in this quest. Um, You'll notice that the Gilder Green, which is the tree sort of in the courtyard just down from uh, Dragon's Reach, um, isn't looking quite as spry as it used to at one point. So if you uh, forget, there's two guys in town who will also make comments about the tree. I don't remember either of their names. But if you visit Danica Spring, who's in the Temple of Kennerith there in Whiterun, it's in the same courtyard as the the tree is there. She will comment on how the the... Gilda Green is not looking nearly as good as it uh, once was because of a lightning strike, and she's too busy to uh, go out and do anything about it because she's, if you ever stepped into her temple, there's lots of soldiers coughing and moaning, and they're hurt from the Civil War. So she is busy trying to help people from the Civil War. And so uh, she'll ask for your help in to restoring the Gilda Green to its once and natural beauty. So uh, she will say that you need to get a knife called, a special knife called the nettle bane, which will uh, help cut into the tree. Um, the, um, which one is that? What is that? The, the bigger, elder better green? tree. The elder green. There you go. The elder gleam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the elder gleam is uh, a special tree and you need to get some sap from the Elder Gleam in order to restore uh, the... Am I saying that right? Is it Gilder Green or Gilder Gleam? No, it's Green. Gilder Gleam? Green. Green and Elder Elder Gleam. Yeah. Okay. So you want to get some sap from the Elder Gleam in order to restore the Gilder Green into its, uh, you know, back in its heyday. Uh, So you want to go get the Nettlebane, which is uh, being kept by some hag ravens at Orphan Rock, and Orphan Rock is back close to Helgen. I believe it's uh, sort of northeast of Helgen. It might be up in the mountains a little bit, winding up behind. If you go through Helgen and out the back gate and go up into the mountains there a little bit, you'll find Orphan Rock. Uh, once you get Nettlebane, you'll turn to White Ren and Danica. will send you uh, then to the Elder Gleam Sanctuary, uh, but there's also someone else there, a traveler named Maurice Jandrell. And Maurice will accuse you of uh, disrespecting the true miracle of Kennerith uh, once you get back, once you get over to the uh, the Elder Gleam. Um, he doesn't want you to hack up the Elder Gleam to take the sap from it. And I had always played it one way, and doing my research on these notes, I found out that there are two different ways that you can play this quest. Uh, you can play it as a prayer to Kennerith, as once you get to the Elder Gleam to... Um, harvest the sap, you can allow uh, the Maurice Jandrell character to pray to Kennerith for a sapling. And then um, once you bring the sapling back to Danica at the um, the Kennerith temple in Whiterun, 
she will then offer some master level restoration training. Now that is, I'd never played it that way before where you bring Maurice with you and he prays for the sapling and you bring the sapling back. How I always played it was uh, called the wrath of Kenrith where you use Nettlebane and you go to the elder gleam and you hack away at the, uh, you know, the tree roots to get up to the elder gleam. And then you use it to harvest some sap from the tree doing harm to it. And Maurice will become hostile and you have to kill him and the Spriggans, and there's a nasty boss Spriggan in there as well. And then you pretty much return to Danica for the same reward. She then uh, makes herself available for master level restoration, I believe. How, how do you guys play this quest generally, and how did you play it this time? Did you know that there were two ways to do it? Because I did not. Um, I, I, I did know that there was a second way. I've never done it. I think Maurice is a dweeb, so I usually just kill him. <laughs> Um and uh, out of hand, <laughs> or I just don't even take him with me. I don't like is no. you can just not even initiate the conversation with him. I guess. So, yeah, I don't think uh, I've ever actually taken him there with me. Yeah, him. I've taken him with me twice and killed him both times. No. Um, but uh, so yeah, and there's there's also a nice uh, chest up there uh near the near the uh, elder yeah. gleam. What uh, what do you find in that in that chest generally? Some good leveled gear, or is there something that's always there? A, a nice this time I got a. I got a pretty awesome shield, uh, and I don't know if it's part of a. a it must be it part is. of a mod. It's part of a mod. The, yeah, the Aegis of the Elder yeah. Gleam. Yeah, yeah. Aegis, yeah, yeah. Aegis, Aegis, uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's uh, immersive armors, I think. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah, you that's... can have it set so it'll only drop the once, as in one there, or you can have it set so you can uh, craft it as well. Oh, uh, really? I see. I never gone. I've never gone into the MCM <laughs> on. Uh, on immersive armors, I just well, I glanced at it, but I've never set anything on or off in it. But anyway, it's the first time I've seen that shield, and it's got an armor rating of like 224. It's a pretty powerful shield. Yeah, yeah, it's a powerful one. Yeah, I like it. So I've been using that since I got it. Um, I don't remember what else was in that chest, but that's 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 what I. Yeah. So how about you, Colin? Yeah, you know, uh, was it? Yeah, I brought uh, Maurice uh, with me, but I've been using the. Um, the teleportation spell, so I was managed to get to the. So I just came out of. Uh, actually, I didn't even step out of the Temple of Kinnereth. I just teleported from inside the temple straight through the <laughs> Atronach Stone uh, and then walked oh. around the corner and went inside. Um, because this was getting towards the end of um, like doing the quest, and that was um, earlier on this week. Uh, so I popped in. He did, like, you know, go, like, what the hell are you doing? But he didn't actually attack me. And then all the Spriggans came out of nowhere, and then he killed he him. Ran for his li- <laughs> yeah, he ran for his life. Then they killed him. Uh, oh, did they? Oh, okay. I didn't but actually I left... identify where the Elder Gleam Sanctuary was. Where'd you say it was, Colin? Uh, it's out in the marshes. Um, it's right near Darkwater Crossing. Yeah. Where, um, also, you've got. Um, Iverstead to the south, Windhelm to the north, just out near like uh, along the river it? there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, near Bonstrand Crest and and uh, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, you go. You got that dragon that uh, was it. It's always screaming its head off, which we just ignored. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he didn't attack me, so the Spriggans killed him. I did leave Cicero down near the two people down at the bottom. I uh, told him to wait there, um, and he we managed to save Sond, but uh, not no we managed to save Hearn, but not Sond. Is it Hearn and Sond? Are the two people down there? 
I have no idea. No, I don't either. Yeah. Oh, the, it, the, the woman who tells you not to do it, basically. But yeah, we oh, use okay. Nettlebane and got and got the sap. But they, uh, every time I've played it, they die every single time. So, so you managed to save one of them this time. Yeah, I managed to save one by leaving Cicero, so that he attacked the the Spriggans. Because um, the Spriggans finished them off. Yeah, pretty quickly as well. So. Because they've got no armor on, they've only got like 180 health or something like that, so they're pretty yeah. weak. And I was hoping Cicero would have saved them, but by the time I got down there, the the woman was already dead. But the uh, the guy managed to he took a knee when I got involved in the fight and managed to take them out. But uh, luckily, um, what's his name? But no, yeah, that's he sounds like Bassianus, doesn't he? Uh, the 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 guy from the Elder Gleam. What's his name? Maurice. Enough attention. Oh, him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he sounds like Bassianus. So. Oh, yeah, he's the, the same, same voice. Yeah, 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 the same. He, I forget what they call. It. He's the same one who does uh, Sid Gear too, I think. Uh, sort of the complaining, nasty kind of yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Colin, you said that the people only had like 180 hit points of health. Uh, if you like hover above them with your cursor or something, does that tell you how many hit points a character? Has in the game? How do, how do you know that that sort of info? No, I'm saying that like you know that's like a, an estimation because oh, okay. I, I didn't know if there was like on the PC version if you could actually. You, I think you can. You can. I can hover over, go into the console, and lay it on a character and go get damage resist, and that will give me what their armor is. And then uh-huh. it, it says you can do get AV health, and that will give you what health they have, what stamina they have, cool. what magic they have, and things like that. So. You can find out all the information that you want, but I, I was just like estimating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always find it. I don't know. I, I think that might be useful information, but that's all part of why Skyrim is, in my opinion, maybe cooler than some usual role-playing games because a number doesn't pop up above their head as soon as you hit someone that says like negative twenty-four or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I have noticed that that. Since the update to ESO, sorry to change the subject, but the update to ESO, all the numbers have changed. They've all gone like you know it used to be sort of like you know five, six, seven. Now it's all gone into a hundred thousand health, hmm. thousand <laughs> magical and things like that. Uh, all the numbers have kind of changed and sort of like you know I now have ten thousand hit points or something like that of health. Or, it, it, I think it's all to do with sort of like you know how much damage you're gonna do to a really large. Uh, enemy <laughs> boss or something. It was, it, it, it was really weird. And you can have it all the settings, so it has like everything above the enemy's head. You got like the health and their magic, and yeah. so if you can hmm. calculate it mathematically, how many points of how many hits you can give it or something like that. So I know I did. I noticed that th- well, some you... of that had changed when I went back into ESO, but I haven't actually. I I played for a while, but I haven't actually fought anything yet. So. I don't... <laughs> uh, you want to be careful when you go around messing with the decimal place and all those numbers that you know when you get into all that inflation is uh how how you run a country into bankruptcy pretty quick (laughs) sliding that decimal place around well so um was there anything else to the blessings of nature that I missed out on? Was there any other rewards or treasure or any cool stuff Danica gave you? Were there any cool lines she says or anything? Do you guys no. like Danica or Danica? I didn't even know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that every most people's playthrough that 
they didn't know about the Maurice praying to the King Arthur Blair thing because he probably died like halfway to get into the bloody Elder Gleam Sanctuary. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Every time I've done it before, it's sort of like you know you get to the the bandits at that. Um, I've gone. I've gone the place of it. Well, the one with the two towers. Oh, Vault Time Towers, yeah. That's it, Vault. You get there, and then he just goes in there, starts punching away, and the bandit chief chops his head off or something. Yeah. He he doesn't have a weapon equipped or anything. Just starts punching people. Yeah, he. I mean, if um, one is lying on the floor, he'll and he if he thinks of it, he'll run and pick it up. <laughs> but yeah, you can't go into his inventory. You can't give him armor. You can't do anything. So, so it's is it? It's not one of those scenarios where he meets you there. He actually follows no, you all the way there. You. Okay. Yeah, he is completely uh, uh, that way. He's completely worse. I mean, you'd think that that the programmers would have done something more like that uh, Tonvar character, uh, in, you know, the the old guy who wants to do research in a cave, and you you protect him through the quest. You know, mm-hmm. I would have thought that Maurice would have been more like that, but no, they made they gave him basically the same AI. So he just yeah, he'll just run in and die. And he's not essential, so he'll get killed. Right. He's not. He he's take, not. He'll uh, won't take a knee. Yeah. He's not essential. Yeah. Um, well, good riddance to you, Maurice. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, uh, I think that'll wrap up Blessings of Nature. Um, so we'll move on to In My Time of Need, our second of the White Run quests. Colin, would you like to uh, get into In My Time of Need? Tell us what that's all about. Um, yeah, it was In My Time of Need. Um, the second or third time you're passing through the gates at... Um, White Run. Usually, after you've um, dealt with the with the dragon at uh, at the Western Watchtower, um, you'll come across two red guards uh, arguing with one of the town guards um, about being in the city and sort of letting out they were probably harassing people looking for a certain red guard woman. So they got all of them got kicked out. And he says, after what you did, you're lucky that uh, I haven't thrown you in prison. So get the hell out of here. So they tell you that they're there looking for a red guard woman. And if you're interested in earning some coin, if you find out anything about her, to let them know they will be in Rorikstead because they're not allowed in White Run. Rorikstead's slightly less racist than White Run. <laughs> Um, but I don't think it's racism. I think they put they tr- they were around, walking around harassing people. Yeah. I mean, you don't actually see it, but the guard does actually say to him, after what you just pulled, you're lucky I don't throw you in prison. So they were probably walking around going, hey, you, have you seen this red guard woman? And <laughs> stuff like that? You know, probably throwing the white around because, um, well, they do look like a bunch of arrogant douchebags. So uh... <laughs> I can just see them sticking their fat fingers into Olva's <laughs> face. I'm like, you little old woman, you tell us where... Yeah, so it's the way he puts it at the guard when he's at the gate. After what you just pulled, when he says that line, I was thinking, yeah, these guys were causing trouble. So that's why they got kicked out. Not not because they're, I mean, it's not like they're a Khajiit, you know, something scummy like that. <laughs> so uh, does this initial reaction of the White Run guard, how he reacts to these Alakir Red Guard warrior guys, does that influence you, how you play the quest later on? Um, not really. It depends on how much money I need. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, go ahead. Continue. Um, so, it, as you're playing through, you'll go if you go into um, the Bannered Mayor and you take a seat. Uh, Holder will send over this uh, young Gish 
looking kind of red guard woman to come and serve you. Um, name is Sadia, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Sadia. And you notice that um, she is a red guard, and you let her know that let her be known that there's Alakia warriors in the area looking for a red guard woman, and she's like, oh, oh my god, they found me. Uh, look, can you help me out? Can you come and meet me upstairs? And it kind of looks like you're on a promise, so you go upstairs uh, and have a conversation. And then she threatens you, and then tries to bribe you and seduce you, kind of. <laughs> I think, um, or maybe that's just me. <laughs> but she gives you the story that she's not who she appears to be. She spoke out against the Thalmor in her hometown, and now they send mercenaries called the Alakir to come and um, get her and kill her and take her back, either kill her or give her back to the Thalmor, whether going to be she's imprisoned or murdered or whatever. And she asks you if you can go there and kill their leader. Uh, apparently one of them got caught doing trying to sneak into the city and he's in the prison. If you go and talk to him, he'll be able to tell you the location of the leader so you can go and kill him and end it. Uh, so you get the option of you can either go and do that or you can head off straight to Rorikstead and tell the guys in Rorikstead that she's there. And which choice did you make, sir? Uh, from there, I spoke to the guard. I went to the prisoner <clears throat> to find out um, where uh, Kamatu is. Um, uh, you, If you pay off the, the Alakir warrior's fine of £100, he will tell you where uh, Kamatu is. And he's in a cave. Somewhere. Swindler's Den. Swindler's, Swindler's Den. That's it. Yep. Uh, he's in uh, and it just so happens is when you're uh, you, you pay off the guard and he goes you finish the conversation and he goes well if you go there you know you're going to die uh, blah 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 sort of like showy showy then you, as you're walking out the guard's like and he goes oh my fine's been paid let me go oh look at that I seem to have lost my key <laughs> I'll be back you know sometime later on which I always find quite funny uh, so then from there you can head off into the cave, clear some bandits out, and you have um, the Alakira waiting for you behind a waterfall at the back of the cave. But then they stop you there. The guy Kamato says, like, look, warrior, you've proven yourself uh, that you're a good fighter, but, you know, this, if you come in here, you're going to die. Um, talk to us and sort of like, you know, we'll tell you what's really going on. And then he offers to let you go back and tell her that everything's okay, that they're taken care of, and he'll pay you to get her out of the city so they can arrest her and take her back to Hammerfell. Or you can go in there and fight and kill them all. What was your choice? What do you think my choice was? (laughs) How much gold did you need? (laughs) I went in there and I killed them all. (laughs) Yeah, I, I figure if you take it that far to go hunt them down, it would... It'd just be strange to just stop and be like, oh, okay, yeah, now I'll go and turn her in now that I've come all this way to kill you guys. But uh, when I was putting my notes together, I found out all sorts of... I didn't write it all down, but there was all sorts of crazy political stuff going on in the background of this story that I don't think actually came up that much in the conversation that you have in between. But, uh, you know, all this... 
all the Mary Dominion stuff, the Thalmor and Hammerfell, and why she's escaping and all that. There's there's a pretty interesting background history there if anyone wants to look that up. Yeah, I've read some of that. I can't remember a lot of it either. But I mean, in some ways, I think her story doesn't really square with with uh, what what's really going on in Hammerfell, and, and so there's a lot of speculation about whether she, whether she's telling the truth or not. Yeah, the, after um, I read the history, I was like, man, I should I, I should have turned her in. <laughs> yeah, especially that I'm fighting for the Empire. You know? Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, when I got back and she only gave me 500 gold, I killed her. <laughs> of course. Is <laughs> uh, that it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, this no, is actually... Go ahead. No. I was going to say this is actually the first time I've ever not uh, uh, turned her in. Oh, really? Yeah. You always you always side with the Alakir? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know. I don't think I've ever turned her in. I think that I was about to at one point and then uh, decided to against it right as the Alakir were about to like, you know, but right before they paralyzed her and I attacked them. But I, I don't even remember what happened. I don't think I've ever actually taken it the full way where I, I turned her over to them. Well, I had a devil of a time in Swindler's Den because for just AI baloney, you know, there's that as you pass through there, there's an area, you, you come into the first area, then you go through a tunnel into a, another area where there's a little sort of a ledge and you go down. And then there's another narrow passageway up into that first room where there's a table and, and stuff. And uh, that passageway. I was getting bottlenecked in there and uh, there was a mage on the, the ledge above where the table is firing constant uh, frost, you know, spells. Um, and my two companions were completely bugged out in AI wise where they were, they were running around in the last room, you know, with all their you know, <laughs> sword, sword saber rattling and all the stupid lines they have and stuff. Uh, and uh, leaving me alone, <laughs> it, it took me quite a while to work my way through there. Uh, so by the time I got to to Kamado, I was pissed off. <laughs> so I just I killed them all. And by that time, my companions had caught up with me. So they just <laughs> so we we just wasted the the poor Alakir. Do uh, do any of your guys' mods add any stuff to the Alakir like normal getup? Do they still just have their normal hood and a scimitar? No, same same getup. Yeah. Same getup. At least for and well, the ones I use. By the way, in the in the prison in in Dragon's Reach, um, <laughs> this, this time I, I I took pity on the poor the poor guy and and I pickpocketed the key from the guard and let him out of his cell. <laughs> That's nice. So, uh, because I'm really high at pickpocket, so I was able to just you know I just sort of sidled over to her, grabbed the key, and let him out. Oh, so, that's very sweet of you. Andrew, was there somebody else in the prison when you went in to do this? Um, not that I know of. Who should have been there? I don't know, but in my playthrough, Heimsker was in there. Uh, remind oh. us who uh, Heimsker is. Yeah, of course. Heimsker would. is the nut job that stands out at the, the front of the um, the shrine of Talos in Whiterun, spouting off all his BS <laughs> about, about Talos <laughs> and things like that. But I think why, why was he we, there? I think I don't know whether it's was it in your game was he in there because he was screaming his head off in there I couldn't not you couldn't not hear him if you were in there talking to that Alakir not unless you had the sound turned down. 
Now, I, as far as I know, he's still out in the. Um... Well, he's supposed to be in there because uh, once uh, the Stormcloaks fail to take White Run, right? Uh, and the yeah. Imperials are Talus worshippers then yeah. jailed. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes so, sense. So he's yeah. spouting off in the in the prison for you. Yeah, he was. I was standing outside looking at him in the cell, going ah, because he's all in those uh, <laughs> crappy prisoner. Um, excuse me. And the rags. Prisoner, um, rags. That's it. <laughs> and, um, but as I was, uh, I don't know how he done it, but as I was talking to the Alakia prisoner, Cicero, like, magically beamed through the bars and sat down on the stool behind the Alakia Whoa. prisoner, <laughs> sitting there, sort of like eating a sandwich. He's <laughs> a very creepy fellow. Yeah, those, those Dark Brotherhood fellows really know how to get around the uh, jail. Yeah, that was, um, and he has some fantastic lines. And, well, the, the best one is still. Like, you know, you're just standing there around talking to an NPC, buying some cabbages or something, and he goes, let's kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> and it still gets me nearly every time. Yeah. Because so yeah. like, he just says it at the most inappropriate times of, like, you know, where you're surrounded by, like, you know, <laughs> like Ricker or someone like that. He was my he was my most favorite follower and long-term follower in my first playthrough of the game. I, uh, I've never had him in tow. I've heard he's uh, just a riot to have yeah. along. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And powerful as hell, as as uh, uh, Colin showed the his stats there on the on Facebook the other day. Yeah. It's like, damn. I mean, was it? He had yeah. like ninety-seven light armor. I've got him. I've got. Um, was it the mods for our armors? Uh, they slightly changed. We got um, Vanguard armor, which is a slight twist on the um, Nightingale armor. Adds yeah. a few things to it, but. When it got boiled down to it, I still liked the original Nightingale armor. So I had like the the Crimson Vag- um, Vanguard, and the I had the Dusk Vanguard, not Vanguard. Um, oh, is it not Vanguard or Vagabond? Something like that. Something in one of V. And um, I think it's Vagabond. No, I think I know it's one because that's one of my favorite armors too. It's a heavy armor. Uh, um, I... No, the Vanguard is the heavy one because. Uh, Cicero is good in light armor, okay. so it's uh, it, it's um, it looks like the Nightingale armor, but it's got like a bare cloak arms coming over the top of it, and it's got crimson um, was it gauntlets, and it's hmm. uh, it's really nice. But I put him in the was it in the plain old uh, Nightingale armor, and hmm. uh, I liked I preferred that on it, just that little short cape, and uh, I found this um, ring on an enemy. I think it was. Knevel, Neville, Knevel. You know the guy with the ice shouts. Um, I think I found him. It was called Ice Brand, hmm. and uh, it uh, increases your speed by twelve percent or something like that, and gives you frost resistance. And but it also has this cool effect of where you have this um, like uh, ice, like a like a frost aura. Like there's uh, steam coming off you as you're walking around. <laughs> it looks very cool. Oh, that's nice. Does it give any frost damage to when people get too close or anything? No, no. It, it's just there just to look good, and it does look Ooh. good. So <laughs> I gave it to um, gave it to Cicero. Nice. Cool. Betcha he looks intimidating with steam coming off of him. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Well, that is the first half of our 
quest? Did anybody have anything they wanted to get into more with uh, in my time of need? Victor, did you have any other things you'd like to get into with the Alakir? Not really, no. I mean, it's a it's it's a fun fight in there. They're pretty they're pretty good. We had a lot of you mm-hmm. know when you finally get down to fighting them, it's a, it's a pretty good fight. The the bandits were just tough. I I, I think that's partly because of the the combat mods I have going in there. But uh, uh, and I'm st- I was still like level twenty five when I went in there, so mm-hmm. still kind of um, so. Uh, and there's but, a, a yeah. nice little boss chest up the ramp there. Make sure you make sure you go up to the level if you're. Yeah, I don't remember what I got out of it though. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if I got it there or not, but I did just run into my first piece of, uh, I think it's called dragon plate or, uh, helmet or dragon scale helmet. I don't remember which. I think plate. Um, but I found my first dragon stuff. I'm not sure if it was in that boss chest or not. I mean, it's obviously something that wouldn't be there all the time, but. You know, I've uh, been finding lots of ebony stuff for a while, so now I'm up to the final level of finding random stuff, those chests, which is fun. I like, because uh, you know, last time I discussed how I almost never put perks into the smithing other than the, um, what's the magic one right in the middle, uh, whatever that one's okay. called. Yeah, the arcane. I always take that one, but I almost don't ever put any perks into smithing. I think I'm going to go back and... Uh, Put some perks into the smithing, at least up one side to get myself to the the dragon um, armor, because I, I think I might like to play around with that. I haven't done any smithing stuff in a good long while, but uh, that might be fun to play with a little bit. But yeah, so make sure you hit that boss chest up the ramp there, everyone, and then you know just uh, go out the back tunnel and um, revisit with a uh, good old Sadia or Sadia, however you pronounce her name, and. Uh, Tell her it's been taken care of. Or turn her in. I don't care. Do what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Uh, So we've gotten through our first half of the quests for this episode. So we will go ahead and leave it there for this week. And uh, we will hit you back next week with the second half of this episode, where we'll be doing the quest Missing in Action, Kinds, Trials, and Lost to the Ages. All right. See you next time. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. What in the world? Hello. I guess that was a countdown. So I'm using the new Garage Band. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, Gosh, so many stories about how that messed up. Anyway, here's an update on my roundtable character. I just finished up the couple of quest lines. Um, I finished, uh, I did a playthrough on YouTube of. Lost of the Ages, which I picked the crown, even though I'll never use it. Um, it seems the most useful. I just finished uh, Missing in Action. So that one, I pickpocketed it. What's his name in uh, the town square there? And White Run to get the letter and his letter to, uh, I forget her name, Olinda or something like that. Uh, basically, blackmailed him. He got me the letter from their house. I turned it over. And went and went to go help Thorod get out. I was going to do the diplomatic route, which fails, but I'd said, I don't know, I'll just go right there and kill the Thalmor. So I went in, killed all the Thalmor, got uh, Thorod out, Thorald out, sorry. Uh, then he mentioned to me, hey, uh, yeah, I can't go back to White Run. Um, 
or uh, my brother over there, I forget his name, Avuncho or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to have to join the Stormcloaks. And I was like, oh, all right. sorry to hear that. Um, uh, so I was like, all right, uh, I guess I'll see you later. And I, w- I walked a little bit away, and then I put an arrow in his face. Uh, I failed the quest, but I did the right thing. So that's, you know, it's all that matters. He was going to be on the enemy side. What am I going to do? I'm an Imperial. So, uh, well, I did help him escape from the Thalmor and killed a bunch of Thalmor. In the end, he had to go. You can't just go say, like, uh, you know, I'm going to go to Solstheim. I'm just going to vacation there. I'm going to be out of the way. Maybe I'll work in a mine or something. No, no. He had to join the Stormcloaks. So Thorold is dead. Um, other than that, my character, I've been... Right now, I am level 50. I have one perk to add here. Uh, let's see. 888. Those are eight. So I'm adding to health right now. My health is 350. Uh, my Magicka, 260. And my Stamina, 180. The three that I was focused on, Enchanting Smithing, both 100. And Light Armor um, is 77 right now although 102 with enchantments my sneak is 92 i used that quite a bit early on archery is 76 one-handed is up to 67 two-handed 55 so balancing those out pretty good and block is 47 because i've been using that more now uh alteration 41 restoration 44 destruction 40 I'm getting a little better at that been using a frost cloak with my axe um conjuration 26 i that was only built up when I was using the Bound Bow. I used the Bound Bow sometimes. Like, um, I used the Bound Bow on Lost City Ages Quest because uh, you're shooting those spinning things the, uh, you know, to open up the puzzles. Uh, and I don't want to waste arrows, so I used the Bound Bow because uh, you have unlimited arrows. Illusion, uh, 62. Muffle and such. Alchemy is 50. Although I don't... Oh, I thought I had quiet casting. I don't... Uh, speech 70, just from selling stuff. Pickpocket 25, from not pickpocketing. Lockpicking 72. And back to sneak 92. So yeah, I finished the quests. Um, I had actually finished one of them way too long ago to remember what happened. Um, let's see, let me pull up that. Uh, I was supposed to do Castav. I did that, I think, previous to the last show, accidentally. I did Blessings... Of uh, the Blessings of Nature, which is the Gilder. Uh, you go speak to Danica in Whiterun and uh, get the Nettlebane and all that. So I completed that recently. In my time of need. Oh, okay. In my time of need was Redguard Woman in Whiterun. And I just uh, went and killed all the Alkiri warriors. <laughs> I didn't even talk to them, I just killed them. So. They disappeared quickly. Uh, finished up Kind's Trials. I did uh, some 10 minutes in Skyrim on that last week. Uh, that string of episodes last week was Kind's Trials. Um, it was a little... I. It's a lot of hopping around that quest. It, it's a cool, interesting quest. Um, I wish it was a little more difficult. It's probably something you should take on at a lower level. Uh, because at the higher level, the ghost... Ghost... Uh, opponents are a little too easy and lost to the ages 
that's uh, where you meet Katria. She's a ghost, which is fun. Uh, the end of that, so much loot at the end of that quest. It's fantastic. If you're looking for loot, Lost the Age is a great one because you have all the Dwemer Spheres and Spiders and the Forge Master and all kinds of stuff all over the place. So that's a good uh, get loot quest, even though I didn't need any, so I didn't really get any. But that's kind of where I'm sitting with this character, playing one-handed with the shield most of the time, switching a little bit of bow here and there, and some destruction as well. Uh, wearing all dragon scale and dragon bone weapons. Um, let's see. Let's see some of my stats. I got it pulled up right here. So let's see. Those aren't important ones. Um, quests. I've completed 47 quests. Four of the main quests. 19 of the side. Civil War. Seven of them, obviously. Hmm, I've only completed one total quest line. So spells, uh, my favorite spell is healing. <laughs> my favorite school is restoration, apparently. Uh, 16 dragon souls, 22 words of power, learned. I've shouted 149 times, and my favorite is, of course, cyclone. Uh, crafting, I've, I've done, obviously, a lot of crafting, because smithing and enchanting. Uh, my total lifetime bounty was only 4,100 total. My largest was a thousand at one point right now. My rift bounty is 40 cause I accidentally killed a red guard on the road who I thought he was battling a bear. I killed the bear and then I assumed he was a bandit. So I just killed him, but he was not a bandit. So, uh, for pick buckets one day I was in jail one time I was in jail. I should say no escapes couple murders 15 of them stole a horse a couple trespasses nothing nothing too terrible uh let's see favorite weapon dragon bone bow killed 80 automatons 685 people 162 creatures <laughs> 784 sneak attacks <laughs> uh two brawls one I did kill a bunny somewhere along the way. I don't recall that. I probably killed it when I was wearing a frost cloak. Because uh, that'll happen accidentally. Um, but that, that's all I have for this character. So that's where I've been playing it. Uh, I'll probably put up some Battle for Four Day Mall and stuff like that on the YouTube. Watch for Colin's stuff up there as well. And uh, happy Skyramming. Later, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to a special segment of the Skyrim Attic Podcast Roundtable. This doesn't really have anything to do with the roundtable, but there was uh, some new news that popped out about some paid mods and well, all the, the fallout of everyone that is complaining about this or celebrating. I'm not even sure. I try to read a few things on it. But uh, he, we here at the roundtable just thought we'd uh, express our thoughts on this. And since I'm not a modder, I will just kind of probably be here with without much to say, but I did watch a, a video and try to read a couple articles on what's going on here. But uh, Victor and Colin, I'm sure, will have some some more in-depth opinions on what is going to happen here, what what is happening, and what direction all this should take. So, gentlemen, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, what do you think about paid mods? Or where did this start, actually? What, what happened? What's the background story with all this? Colin, you want to take it, or do you want me to do it? Or... No, I'll go over it. 
Uh, well, I mean, the the background turns out that first of all, it's been it's been brewing for a long time. There was an article posted by the owner of the Skyrim Nexus uh, several weeks ago, sort of hinting that this was coming. And uh, he has his own opinions, obviously. Um, first of all, you know, this is a very touchy issue, and uh, a lot of people feel very strongly about it. I think that um, we don't need to get political about it. But I, I would like to just point out one thing, <laughs> where this came from. Uh, here's where it came from. Uh, I was reading through a, a quick article on GameSpot, and they quoted Bethesda. Bethesda, Bethesda's little, you know, smarmy little piece about this says, uh, modding has been important to all our games for such a long time. We try to create worlds that come alive and you can make your own, but it's in modding where it truly does. Thanks again for all your incredible support over the years. We hope steps like this breathe new life into Skyrim for everyone. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, the Skyrim Nexus uh, is the home for a lot of mods. It's, it is really the crux of, of modding uh, in, in, you know, where most people who like to mod go. It's, it's Steam aside, Steam is a separate issue. But if you look at the Nexus, there are 173 games that have mods on the Nexus. The top five of those are Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout, New Vegas, Fallout 3, and Morrowind. Do you see a theme <laughs> here? All right. And starting with Morrowind, which is the fifth of the, there's 3,338 files on the Nexus. Fallout 3, 13,700 files. Good Lord. Fallout New Vegas, 15,200 files. Oblivion, 27,600 files. Skyrim, 40,476 mods, <laughs> 667.1 million downloads. Okay, now, now you understand why Steam looks at the Nexus and says, I want a piece of that action. And Bethesda looks at Nexus and says, we want a piece of that action. That's where this comes from. And that's the bottom line. I mean, it's money. And, and so... When Steam decided to do this, it's I can't blame them for it. Uh, I have contributed to modders on the Nexus. I have no problem paying people for good work, none whatsoever. I think, however, that Steam has just sent a giant monkey wrench into the works. They've, they've done it in a really ham-handed way, and that's the unfortunate part. Um, I today I downloaded a paid mod um, by a guy who's done a lot of modding, who has a lot of mods on the Nexus. Uh, he does uh, he or she, I'm not sure which, does one called Pure Weather, Pure Waters, uh, and there's a new paid mod on the Nexus which I think he or she created specifically for this called Purity. Uh, it's sort of a visual overhaul. Uh, it looks great, um, works well. Uh, and I have no problem contributing to this person's uh, livelihood. Uh, but if anybody wants to know why they did this, well, there you go. That's why. Um, anyway, that's my piece. <laughs> and how much profits are the actual modders getting from oh, this procedure? Well, yeah, that's another issue. Colin? Uh, 25%, I believe they said. That is a total ripoff, I think, at least. Yeah, that's uh, 75% goes to Valve and Bethesda, however they divvy it up. Yeah, nobody knows quite how they divvy it. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about that, but I think anybody really knows. Um, but uh, 
was it my you see with my game I will start up and I will get all my base mods which will be immersive armors um, immersive creatures now definitely is a permanent fixture of mine which are both pretty huge mods they're really big the uh, was I think immersive armors adds like 1500 um, different types of armors and things like that that's worth paying for that's that's the same price that that has as much content as hearthfire does so it's well worth paying the money for that um immersive creatures definitely the same um, uh, interesting npcs absolutely huge mod definitely worth paying money for it adds so much so many hours to your gameplay and has so much not all of it is worthwhile content but then again Half of us don't think the Bars College is always worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. Um, so, as it, so some of it's not worthwhile, but it is so big, and like you know, ninety percent of it is great. So it is definitely worth the money. Um, but when I start off my game, I will install my twenty to thirty mods. I I don't think it's more than that. I think it, it could go as high as fifty, but not on this playthrough. It's pretty small. And I will install them, and then I will start the game. And then after I've started, I might install three mods after that. And that will be for my entire playthrough. So I'm pretty calm on the modding front. Now, a lot of people have fun modding, yeah, like me. Victor does. <laughs> he enjoys the act of going in there, installing a new one, finding out all the nuances of that mod and adding it in. If it doesn't work quite well he'll sort of like you know tweak it so it works with this other mod and he has tons of fun just as much fun doing that as he does playing the game of skyrim possibly more <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i add my mods at the start of the game to enhance the game on top of what it already is i can quite happily play my game on my xbox and play all the way through and have just as much enjoyment Anything else that I have from modding on my PC version is gravy. It's stuff that I put on top that make it, it... It keeps it interesting so I continue playing the game. So this doesn't actually affect me any in, uh, in the slightest. Um, I would say that if some of these quest mods came out and they were as big as some of the quest mods that I've downloaded and as good as the quest mods I've loaded, they're definitely worth the money. But the only reason why it has come out that you should pay for mods is because Bethesda and Valve want money. Yeah. They were seeing how much, um, how, because Skyrim has lasted much longer than anybody ever thought it would. It shouldn't be this popular still and this high up in the rankings. And the only reason why it is that high is because of the modding community. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point of that first quote from Bethesda. We hope steps like this breathe new life. You know, pardon me, but I call bullshit on that. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the Skyrim modding community is incredibly vibrant, and there's no new life needs to be breathed into it. It has been, I mean, just this year alone, some huge mods have come out, you know, so... It's yeah. It's just a. It, it is kind of a money, a tr an attempt at a money grab. And I, I guess in some ways I can't blame Bethesda for wanting to, to get in on that. I mean, perhaps they never thought that Skyrim would have the legs that it has. Uh, but boy, I mean, uh, I guess 
to a certain extent, you know, selfishly, I feel kind of threatened by it because it, it's going to, it drives a wedge into, you know, the community and the community has been really, it's a really good volunteer community. It's been, it's, it's, it can be fractious at times, but in general, it's, it's, it's been, uh, there's a lot of people just working together to produce good stuff, you know, and, and this, as, as always, when you throw money into it, it just makes, it makes things more difficult. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, uh, yeah, well, we don't want to go on and on, but yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. But that's the one worry is that, uh, like I was talking about uh, with resources because, um, other mods can only be built by using the resources of other mods. So you'll get somebody who will release a mod that, um, that they're going to get paid money for it because it has this, this one sword that does this special move, but it only works because SKSE or Finis has created this, you know, program so the sword can move or the NPC can twist around in that particular way and that how that sword moves. So he's getting paid money for it, but the guy who wrote and created Finis is not getting money for it. So <laughs> that's where you're going to get the problem. Yeah. For for a while there was, I noticed it now it's been taken, I don't know if it's been taken down or just gone off the uh, the front page of, of Nexus. Uh, one of the mod authors uh, who's actually done a lot of mods, I can't remember all the ones, uh, but he uploaded a, a menu. <laughs> it's a main menu add-on that, that had, that said something nasty about, about uh, um, the, this whole, this whole thing and gave everybody permission to upload it to steam and charge money for it. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, you know, that's how rancorous this whole thing is, you know, so. Uh, so are, are there still free mods out there, or is this what the whole hubbub is? That, oh, no, no, the, no. There's, yeah. Mods no, are no, not no. Okay. Honestly, there's only 17 paid mod, uh, okay. mods that are charging but money. Right these now. are pre-existing mods that have maybe been updated for this sale, but they were, used to be free before? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. And uh, you said that you do not mind paying modders. So that means like there was already a system set up where that you could donate money to their cause before all of this happened anyway. Sure. Right? Yeah. Nexus yeah. Nexus has always had uh, donations available. Now they're, I mean, the, the, the owner of Nexus is going to make that a little more prominent. But yeah, uh -huh. you've always been able to donate to the mod authors. And is there now a way to avoid like the paid mods and just go in through the Nexus and donate the amount of money to the modder that would have otherwise gone to Bethesda at this point now? You see what I'm saying? Like donate the value of this to the actual modder so that Bethesda doesn't get their 75% skim off the top? I guess it depends on whether the modder puts that mod on the Nexus or not because, yeah. you know, uh, there's, you know, there's that whole issue of potentially exclusive content, uh, which is what's happened with a couple of mods already. Um, the, uh, notably, uh, wet and cold and I need, uh, uh, see this, there was uh, about a month ago, this, from what I've pieced together, and I think Colin and I were talking about this earlier, uh, um, about a month ago, uh, Valve sent some emails out to various modders that they knew were, were uh, uh, active and good modders and said, hey, we're doing this. Uh, we'd love to have you participate. Uh, here's, here's how it works. And so when they launched it a couple 
couple of days ago, they had several mods that were ready-made for this, you know, the, the, and uh, and then it just this just firestorm happened. And <laughs> and there's there's more there's more to this. I don't know if you want to get into this with this one modder whose name is Chesco, who is the actually the author of Frostfall, which is one of the best immersion mods out there. He's a, he's a really good, but he he just he ran into a huge problem <laughs> and it's mostly from uh, from what i gather i don't know if you agree colin but it's, it sounds like it's mostly valve's fault uh that that this happened to him so can you briefly summarize what what happened there uh you want me to do it or yeah yeah go ahead guys. Okay. Um, what's that <laughs> i i didn't uh, read the entire thing of what when he what he brought out yeah, I, I don't want to go and read through the read it out loud, but he he posted a a, a long explanation to uh, to Reddit a while back. Basically, it says, yeah, okay, they came to me. I I said that sounds great. You know, uh, I don't. You know, the subtext is he didn't want to load up all his mods like that and take them off the Nexus, but he created this one mod. Uh, with a with a uh, a, co- a collaborator, uh, they produced it specifically for. Uh, Steam and for the you know the paid mod mod section of Steam, uh, and it used some assets from another mod. That this this is not uncommon. Mods use assets from other uh, modders consistently. Um, well, it just it blew up in his face. Basically, is is what happened. And he and he pulled it off. He he pulled it down off off of off of Steam and said. Screw that! I don't, I don't want. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the hate I'm getting. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of sad. It really is because um, that shouldn't happen either. He's he's a great mod author, uh, and he shouldn't be, you know, subjected yeah, to that he, crap. Yeah, what he's done is he's brought like um, before that one incident, what one thing, uh, which isn't that particularly bad because people are just saying like, oh, well, you should pay whatever you should get from that and give half of it to this guy who created the original mod, blah, blah, blah. Um, but before that, he's released fantastic mods, uh, and the only reason why he done it is because he wanted to do it, yep. and he wanted people to... Cre- All he wanted to do was people to cre- uh, give him the thumbs up, give him the endorsement, say, we love your mod, thank you very much. And he's done that like countless times before, and one of the most well-respected mods on the Nexus is his. And then he gets all this crap just from probably, as as I was suggesting, was probably about 13 to 14-year-olds just uh, who like throwing crap at everybody all over the internet. So yeah. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that. But I think uh, Bethesda and, um, what should we call it, uh, Steam have just left him out there to dry. Sort of like, you know, oh, here, like, you know, can you do this? And now it's like, you know, they're, now they're catching all the flack, and it's not going towards Steam and, Beth- uh, Steam and Bethesda. So. Yeah, I mean, he says in his Reddit post, just briefly, I knew this would cause backlash, trust me, but I also knew that with the right support and infrastructure in place, there was an opportunity to take modding to, quote, the next level, unquote, where there are more things like Falscar, which is another huge DLC-sized mod uh, in the world because the incentive was there to do it. Uh, and, you know, that, that's, that's perfectly reasonable. 
Um, hey, uh, Victor, can you, just for our listeners, maybe direct them towards that article, tell them where they can find it in case they want to read it themselves? Oh, God. Uh, you, yeah, I, the best thing we could do is just if at some point is to put links to these in, in on this. Uh, on the show notes or something? On the show notes or at the bottom of the YouTube, uh, you know. Okay. I mean, yeah. If anybody listens to this, we're you know they could be pissed off at us. I don't know, I, but but uh, um, you know, lots of people have weighed in on this, um, and I yeah. think uh, it's it's pretty nuanced, even though it looks on the face to be uh, um, pretty black and white. Yeah. Um, so. Well, any other things to wrap up here? What what are some of the the major complaints people are giving, or is it that's maybe not even worth getting into you you know you don't want to stoke the fire of mad 13 year olds on the internet <laughs> or mad even mad 38 year olds yeah. yeah well i mean we're um, we're not mad that modders want to get paid oh they we should get paid money, right but well they yes they, well, i don't know about should but but yeah anyway go ahead yeah, if if they're going to try and get paid then yeah you want to pay them. You don't really want to give seventy-five percent to the mother company just because, like you know, they uh, they own a name or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not angry that paid mods have come out. I mean, I've never used Steam before, and you know, not on the as I said in was it a post I put on Facebook is uh, unless um, the guy. Um, uh, like Hoth Trooper 44, if he brings out a new immersive armors mod that has an, another 1500 armors in, included in it, then yes, I'll probably go to Steam and download that and pay for that. Um, only those really big, huge mods. Going in there and adding, paying like, you know, $3 um, to add to, uh, a set of two swords, you know, yeah. with a special name on it that has like, you know, a special glass enchantment or something. I'm not going to do that. It's kind of like, those are the kind of like mini ones you're going to get on ESO now that it's gone free to play, you know, buying a special hat, you know, buying a a cinch tiger mount, anything like that. I didn't buy mine. I got mine for free. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's horse armor like from the old days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what they all, I mean, I don't think that the modders should have gotten all the backlash that they should have gotten, but I think if um, Steam had handled it better, I don't. I think it would have been a lot easier. I think it's down to just it's change. People don't like change. Yeah. Well, they don't. I, I'm I'm a little. Uh, I, I you know for me I curate a lot of mods. I curate a lot of profiles, and I use you know Mod Organizer to curate. Uh, and it, it, you know I don't mind. Uh, it's just there's so many loopholes in this. There's so many possibilities. There's, you know, as people point out, you know, there's so many possibilities for piracy, uh, and that's what's going to happen. People are going to pirate mods from one place and load them up onto Steam. How's Steam going to curate that? You know, yeah. Steam has a 24-hour, you know, money-back thing. Okay, well, what's to stop me from going to Steam, buying the mod, syncing it to my computer, which you do through through the Steam Workshop, then unsubscribing. Now it's it's on my computer. I can keep it, and then saying I don't like it and get my money back. What, you know, what's what's to stop me from doing that? It's ridiculous. I saw uh, someone comment that they would just copy the files into a new folder. Or exactly. Something that's exactly that. what I'm saying. It says basically yeah. amounts to the same thing, and that doesn't. That's not fair to the modder. I don't really care about Valve. I mean, Valve makes billions of dollars or whatever. Yeah. Bethesda is a huge co- company. I, I you know I care about you know these modders are going to get nothing out of it, mm-hmm. and that's not fair to them. So. Yeah. Um, so, 
So anyway. final verdict from you, gentlemen. <laughs> there is no final verdict yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could... ongoing discussion. We will visit this again later. Yeah. Go ahead, Colin. I cut you off there. What were you about to say? No, no. I just think that um, it was started very, very badly. Yeah. Yeah. Implemented. Sorry, that's a bad word. Is implemented badly. I think. Yeah. Well, they'll know they'll know better for next time that they try to do something <laughs> overhauling stupid like this. Well, they want. No. They never learn, do they? No. no. Okay, well, did you get your thoughts out on this subject? Do you believe, gentlemen? As much as possible, yeah. And you know, there's there's so much so much to it that yeah, we could talk for a long time. And well, we can solve anything. Yeah, we can definitely revisit this in the in the future. But this is Michael just wanted to have a little conversation about what is going on. You know, the current uh, topics and fields what are going on in the world of Skyrim right now. Also, the yeah, uh, betas came out for uh, consoles, or supposedly were supposed to come out this past weekend. So, if anyone out there would like to send us some audio feedback on how they feel about mods or uh, the, the new ESO for consoles, uh, go ahead and contact us at uh, skyrimroundtable at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Sorry, Victor, yeah, you are about to say something there too? No, I was going to say hopefully in three weeks uh, when, I, when we do our next uh, roundtable, there will be more, just a, maybe some things will be resolved uh, by then with mm-hmm. all this modding situation. So. Well, cool. Well, um, uh, we'll check back in with it then. Is that, is that a good place to leave it, guys? Yeah. yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, it was a pleasure to podcast again with you, Colin and Victor. Hope you guys have a good few weeks, and we'll see you on the roundtable next time. Good night. Good night. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to this episode from Skyrimatic Podcast. You can email the show at skyrimaticpodcast at gmail.com or for the roundtable, skyrimroundtable at gmail.com. For video content, search Skyrimatic on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. There you can find live episodes and playthroughs from the roundtables and other characters, as well as 10 minutes in Skyrim. Special thanks to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable opening and closing. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel or purchase his music through iTunes. Just search Dan Bull. Thanks to Claire Lafar for the show artwork. You can find her artwork at Etsy.com slash MayaFireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages and the Imperial Library for their great resources. Until next time. Who's rapping? Overkeen. Dragons are not overkeen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shelf flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in one hand and a magic spell in the other. I'm the last of the dragonborn. There's no other. My brothers will run for cover. If you've got scales, then I'm on your tail. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.